Well, you know how like the NBA they put you know the highlight package of each game, condensed mm-hmm. version. Maybe you could put together a condensed podcast of just the oh, highlights. Yes. Just incomprehensible <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, of just exactly. us laughing. No context. <laughs> no context. Just jokes. <laughs> just jokes. Just punchlines. Yeah. Just punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> Not even the setup. It's too much work. It takes too much time. That's right. Yeah, people are busy these days. Well, I, I currently do one a year, and we do more than fifty pods a year. So I will, at this rate, never catch up. So, when we stop doing this show at a thousand or whatever, I'll still probably have like ten clip shows to catch up with. So, you're still going to honor that for some reason. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh. <laughs> this pod will never be done until everything has a clip show. What they want, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna keep this feed running even after we stop, just for that once a year clip show to come out. Okay. For that, for the five, you know, the the people that forget to unsubscribe That's or delete right. it from their podcast. Like, what is this? Why does this just pops show up, up nine months later? What the hell? It'll remind them to unsubscribe at that point. <laughs> oh, I forgot to do that. <laughs> delete. I'll put that in the show notes. Just a reminder, yeah. please unsubscribe. <laughs> please delete this. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 3rd, and this is episode 490. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. In this show, we're going to discuss a 2-2 two and two week for the Pacers, including two games against the Celtics, then Cleveland and the Knickerbockers. Joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the birthplace of Victor Oladipo, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Happy New Year. Uh, shout out to my family. My parents and my sister uh, came down over uh, Christmas week to visit and meet the new guy, and uh, we had a good time. Lots of... Uh, Memories were made, so it was a good time. Sweet. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Happy New Year. Hope everybody's staying safe. And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Shout out to Trailblazer Carmelo Anthony who this week passed Timmy Duncan on the all-time scoring list, making him the 
objectively 14th best player in NBA basketball history. So congratulations wow. on that. Oh yeah, congratulations. Better than Duncan. He's better than Duncan. Now. It's a That's big deal. Game. Yeah. One thing um, that I also saw there, there on on the NBA subreddit this week was that um, uh, apparently Lamelo Ball, uh, people have been calling him Mellow, and um, mm. there's some objections to that because it seems like the name has been taken by the currently active still obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know 14th best player of all time um, <laughs> so why don't we dial it back there with, with the mellow fair point that's all I'm saying we can start calling him lemon jello <laughs> mellow we could do part that. we could do that um I want to uh, uh give a shout out this week to um my friends in the um, uh, Curiosity Magic the Gathering community, um, but I've been playing a lot of that online, and some of my friends uh, have been hosting tournaments, and I took down the season-ending tournament this last weekend, um, going undefeated mm. in a, a double elimination tournament. Wow, um, Joe. But, um, so my prize is I, a couple of, uh, I get a couple of like... Bitcoin? A couple of Bitcoin? No, not, not. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Um, you think he'd be but, here if he had a couple of Bitcoins? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would be in a hot tub uh, on, in, in international waters. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, no, I got a rock uh, that has been was painted specially uh, for the winner um, and a couple other uh, sort of... Uh, uh, paraphernalia for for gaming but uh it's a good community over there if you play on, on magic arena you can you can learn more about it at curiositymtg.com also with the, another one of the the creators of that um uh, tournament it's a buddy of mine here in town nathaniel but i've been uh, streaming with him uh, about once a week on thursday thursday early evening um and uh i taught him about um well he doesn't care about this podcast but he does like um he does like the undergoogables a lot so i so i uh uh, talk about us over there as well so that's good that's colson's plan for us to get rich that's correct we'll we'll be swimming in painted rocks before yes hell yeah it it does sound that we're underutilizing your skill joe going undefeated in this magic gathering thing maybe we should uh, start a magic the gathering podcast where you just talk about it, and we just, uh, I don't know, <laughs> stare into the distance. Okay. I, mean, I can do it. Uh, that's our new that's spinoff. The best use of everyone's time. <laughs> and before we get into this, the, the games for this week, I do want to talk about uh, thanking our, our, uh, our sponsor this week, and it's you, the listeners. Uh, we have a Patreon now. And if you're not familiar with it, the website, uh, patreon.com, it's a, uh, a platform to directly support um, the creators of all different types. So uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash undebeatables. Um, but if you go there, we we have uh, a couple of different uh, tiers. You can support us, the lowest one at a dollar a month, um, just to, to help support us. And $5 a month gets you... Um, uh, get you a koozie. We'll mail right to you, um, and we've got a, 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 a sort of community chat. You'll get a, a membership to that, um, and at ten dollars a month, uh, you get the koozie, 
access to the chat and early access to bonus episodes. Um, at, at, at any tier, you can, if you want to, you, if you're able to, you can give more. Um, but those uh, those tiers are there. Um, so a little, a little as a dollar a month can help out if you, if you can, uh, if you're willing and able, and if you're not interested um, in doing that, you still get this for free. So um, you can tell us to shove it for <laughs> now. And <laughs> but uh, the enforcer will be will be. Uh, informed <laughs> so you can uh check that out at patreon.com slash undebeatables uh, to learn more and um look for more activity in that space going forward yeah and thank you for your support yeah so we got four games to talk about this week the first one um was the the game the first game against the celtics we we sort of reported during the week it was uh going on while while we were recording um, Pacers win this one in dramatic fashion, 108-107. Um, uh, they played again on Tuesday. Lose this one, uh, 116-111. to um, Pretty pretty even uh, scoring across the board, f- for the Pacers at least. Uh, Oladipo had 24 points high for the team. Uh, Brogdon with 19. Uh, T.J. Warren with 17. Uh, but Jason Tatum dropping 27 on us, and Jalen Brown with 20. Um, we're hoping to take two against them, but uh, just got the one. The next game was New Year's Eve against the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Pacers take this one 119 to 99. Big solid win against the uh, the Cavs. Demonis um, Sabonis is 25 and 11 this game, and uh, Brogdon with 17 points. Victor chipping in with 16. Um, Con Sexton showing well, 28 points, but not enough uh, to take down the good guys. And uh, last game of the week, this was, uh, was last evening. Uh, Pacers lose to the Knickerbockers, unfortunately putting them to four and two, uh, putting the Pacers to four and two now. Uh, Brogdon had a fantastic game, uh, 33 points, uh, seven assists, but no T.J. Warren, which we'll talk about later. Jason. What did you take away from this week of basketball? You know, it's a split, but, uh, you know, what are, what are we looking at here? Well, I mean, you know, it's early in the season, so I think this team is still figuring out who they are and, and how they win games, right? Um, the two Boston games I thought were um, good showings. I mean, Boston's a really yeah. good team. Doesn't and fun. the Pacers legit probably should have won both of those games. I mean, they were up by 17 in the second game, and... Uh, kind of fell apart defensively in the third and fourth quarter. Jason Tatum was kind of unstoppable there for a little bit. Um, so that's something that, that needs to be solved at some level. That being said, the first Boston game, uh, the Pacers almost threw away um, at the end, <laughs> literally almost threw it away um, at the end. The Cleveland game, you know, that's uh, maybe the best the team has looked so far this year, just putting it on non fools and Cleveland's been playing good ball so that was more of a quality win than it sounds on the surface uh the disappointing game of the week obviously is the New York game right so that's a game I was watching with my wife Jill and I was telling her I was like this is a game the Pacers are shooting horribly you know Oladipo didn't have a field goal until you know late in the fourth quarter basically but I was saying this is a team or this is a game that good teams find a way to win um historically in the nba you're not shooting well but you figure out 
um, how to make the right plays at the right time. And the Pacers couldn't do that. I don't think it's necessarily a negative reflection on this team. I think it's something they'll learn how to do. Um, and I think it's something that, you know, new coach Nate is going to figure out what his favorite uh, personnel packages are um, down the stretch and, and figure out good uh, matchups, I guess, to exploit in a given game. I have no doubt about that. Um, so if this if this game occurred, you know, game 20 of the season, I expect us to win that game. If we're, you know, 15 games from now and we're dropping games like this, I might get a little bit concerned. But, you know, overall, I think it's this team is still, you know, figuring out who it is and and how they're going to play. And Coach Nate is figuring out who his his guys are. He's tinkering with the lineups a little bit, um, somewhat out of necessity uh, with the T.J. Warren injury. But overall, I, I'm, I am uh, maybe not as ecstatic as you guys were last week on the pod, but uh, <laughs> very enthusiastic about watching this team. I mean, the, it's, it's, it's a fun brand of basketball to watch. I mean, we definitely hoist up a crap ton of threes, but we also make – a fair amount um so so that's fun to watch but more so i'm impressed with the uh the pace of the action when we get into the offensive sets um we immediately start action and if and if the first action gets disrupted it doesn't take 10 seconds to figure out what the next action is it's just you know more movement and whatnot uh it, defensively it's a little you know it's more chaotic i would say um which is good and bad i think like it definitely uh leads to some nice breakouts and and transition buckets but also you know we can definitely give up the you know layups and dunks more so than we might have in the past or whatever so i don't know i'm enjoying it watching them figure out who they are and how they're going to win games yeah it was another fun week of basketball um I mean, the the thing that stuck out to me in the first week that just absolutely disappeared this week as if it had never existed was rebounding. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was something we did really well last week and got off to a great start because of it. And uh, I, we got beat head to head in that matchup by every team this week, including 60 to 37 by those Knickerbockers. Yep. Um, you know, shooting 40% of great. I mean, we didn't really have a right to be in that game <laughs> on some level. Um but we were right there at the end and just couldn't quite close. But we, we could have done ourselves a favor and kept our kept ourselves in that thing by just pulling down some some damn boards. Yeah, I I, I really do feel a little bit like on the on the Knicks uh, the Knicks game in particular um, that uh, you know Thibodeau made some adjustments after the game one um, and specifically towards us. They really they were ready for our um, our flash. Um, zones that we threw at them, they just picked those apart. You know, we used them uh, in that game one to, to to change things up, and they were completely ready for it this time. Um, they pounded the the boards in a way that completely disrupted us, that destroyed us on some level. I mean, you, you don't get uh, out rebounded by twenty three and and uh, win a game very often. Um, and uh, more than that, I thought Alfred Payton did a really good job of understanding that Miles Turner is going to come and try to block that shot and use that to his advantage to get lobs for Mitchell Robinson. They had so many just lob dunks based on, 
you know, uh, the instinct of, of uh, Turner to go out for that block. And, um, you know, that's kind of how our defense works. If we're going to gamble on the, on the perimeter, uh, which we did a lot of. I mean, Jason, I agree with you. Over the last few years, there's just none of that. We're just a solid defensive team. We stay in front of your man, and now we're doing all this gambling. And it leads to these breakdowns. Um, and I thought they did a really good job of taking advantage of it. You know, we still almost won this game, even though we shot like crap from the three-point line getting destroyed on the on the boards you don't feel like you lose this game very often if you play this one over and over um because you expect to not be rebounded by that much and you expect to hit at least a couple of those wide open threes i mean uh, dougie mcbuckets was one of six i think at least at one point in the game um you know aaron holiday had lots of great looks that just didn't go in so if if malcolm brogdon hadn't been unconscious this one might have gotten away from us, but he was brilliant in this game. Yeah, this team is also starting to look worn down, right? I mean, <laughs> that's just something that happened. These guys put out a lot of effort in that first week, and, you know, missing, you know, between, yeah, you're right, between McBuckets and, and Aaron Holiday, they were 2 of 14 or something. Yeah. Uh, missing a lot of shots short, um, you know. And good looks. I mean, our offense was producing those good looks, but for sure. I, I mean, I don't think the Knicks did anything to just unlock us, right? I mean, I don't, I don't think that was it, right? They just, they're a young team with fresh legs that came out and executed super well and hit forty-four percent of their three-pointers. And for whatever reason, they decided to take zero attempts in their first game, and we're we're putting them up in this game and hitting them, right? So we did look tired in that fourth. I agree with you. I, I think we've looked tired in a lot of these fourths. I mean, we've been yeah. dominating third quarters against teams throughout the season, right? But we almost dropped one against Boston, and then we dropped one the- against Boston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then exactly. we couldn't close against Is the that, Knicks. You think that's just a reflection of the new style of play? I mean, while it's super entertaining on, you know, for us, it's got to be physically more demanding for these guys to just be constantly moving and running. And, you know, for as much as Coach Nate – talked about you know going deep and and playing everybody on the roster like he's kind of been conservative with the rotation i mean it's been nine deep basically in every game or something like that um so it's got to be wearing on these guys right and and now it's starting to show the effects yeah and i mean he also asks a lot in terms of effort and pace and things that this team is not used to doing right we're used to playing a pretty you know stodgy pace right so it's just it's going to take a while for us to for the legs to catch up to you know the effort and what these guys want to do mentally right um, yeah but they'll get there and sometimes you got to run yourself into shape that's where they're at for yeah. sure yeah I think it they're, definitely shows so that, so you brought up um, Peyton in that that Knicks game and I think it was true in uh, the Boston games as well as is and I don't know if fatigue is a factor or if it's the gambling strategy, but like keeping guys in front of us on the perimeter and preventing them from getting into the paint. Like, so Jeff Teague um, did a good job of getting into the paint against the Pacers. Uh, Thank God they didn't have Kimball Walker because that dude would have had a field day getting into the (laughs) the paint. Right. Yeah. Well, I thought Um, it was their rookie Pritchard. I thought changed that game. He was that yeah, little yeah, water yeah. bug point He's guard that came off and just ripped us up in that third. And, uh, you know, they kept him into the fourth. But, like, I thought it really gave us trouble. Um, he was just zipping around and, and uh, you know, he didn't score a ton of points. But as, as a distributor and, uh, you know, as, as a, uh, a guy that was breaking down our defense pretty handily. And he's a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it changed the game for them. 
Well, and it's going to be tough, I think. Uh, with the Pacers playing two bigs, you know, in Sabonis and Turner, teams smartly get them involved in pick-and-roll action. And, you know, some it, the Pacers, it seems like have been doing some sort of hybrid of sometimes switching that action, sometimes, you know, having the guard fight over the screen and, and stay in front. Either way, you're put at a disadvantage, I think, to defend dribble penetration. And um, so it'll be interesting to see how they deal with that going forward. Um, but either way, I mean, yeah, with all of these, you know, sort of nitpicky concerns, like the Pacers had a chance, we have a legit chance to be six and oh right now. Right. Right. Um, so no complaints. You're going to lose games in the NBA. Unfortunately, it's not. Yeah. In a compressive, not an easy league. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. Uh, can, can we talk about, uh, the, uh, game winner against Boston? Uh, just the DeMontis Sabonis, just charging forward uh, to the rim. Uh, I thought it was a great play. It was an aggressive play. Um, yeah, and something that the, clearly the defenders weren't expecting and I as a fan wasn't expecting, like just the way that the play was set up. I thought it was really impressive um, and just got to the rim easily. So um, win us the game on that one. Yeah, I mean, these guys have been pretty demonstrative about new Nate having the ability to just at any time produce a play that's going to work 90% of the time. Right. And he's a very smart basketball mind and, um, he's got some very high IQ players. So that should work out swimmingly. And you know, that's early evidence of it, but I think we're going to see a lot of it. Domus's game has just been continues to be outstanding to start this season. Yeah. He looked tired in that Knicks game, but he's still, I mean, even a tired, uh, Sabonis is, really effective <laughs> uh, why because he had to pull down mm-hmm. all of our 37 rebounds by himself yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much pretty much uh, the out of bounds plays you know we we spent god we spent so many years talking about how terrible uh mcmillan's out of bounds plays are and i just love watching these things there was one in that knicks game where um mcconnell's the inbounder bounder he throws it to the corner for the you know for the corner three and i i don't know who it was but immediately uh, shotguns it back to him just a, just a shot as, as he runs towards the basket at full speed the entire defense has to collapse he shoots it over to the opposite corner for a wide open three and it's cash and I'm just like I just this is it's beautiful to watch I mean, yeah. it's just you know it's an mm-hmm. out of bounds play drawn up and beautifully executed it's just uh, oh man and I could f- watch stuff also like frustrating that to think that it was fixed overnight after years of complaining but <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> that, that being said, I, the the first Boston game was put at risk. I thought of from a bad out of bounds play and it, uh, difficult to get in the ball inbounds, if I'm remembering correctly. And then the the second game sort of we squandered with a, a similar out of bounds play where the ball got put into Justin Holiday's hands in a position that he's not used to being in. I think and he ended up giving out a turnover. So I think it'll be cool to sort of watch them you know nate figure out you know he's got a in a wide array of these out of bounds plays and after time out plays um and so he'll he'll pick the ones that are correct right so i think he's going to be trying things early on some of them aren't going to work unfortunately those have been in crucial situations uh yeah. over the first week which i was a little bit disappointed in, but whatever yeah but overall yeah d- the fact that you know you're getting easy looks and whatnot <laughs> Sure, but you're right. Both the Celtics and the Knicks uh, turned us over quite a bit down the stretch on the fourth quarter. 
Um, some of it was out of bounds plays. Some of it was just lazy passes. But um, you know, those things probably lost us both those games. Yeah, that that and letting the Celtics live on the line against us. Yeah. Went there thirty-seven times in a regular season game. It's not not what you're looking for. We also gave yeah, up. Yeah, you got to defend without fouling. We also gave up fifty percent <laughs> shooting to three of these four teams this week. Um, not necessarily what you're looking for there. So hopefully we can, yeah. you know, tune that up a little bit so we can keep these teams closer to forty-five percent, and we're going to win a lot of games if we can keep teams down there. Yeah, I, I do wonder if 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 the gambling defense that's you know that's into trapping and stealing um, is going to kind of just give teams a better shooting percentage against us. And on some level, we're just trying it to will. get more shots. You know, it will. But we have to be able to. I mean, wh- what we're doing though is turning these teams over, and and you know, we're, we're making runs, right? And we've got to be able to extend those runs. Uh, and not give them all back, right? And when we let them come back and run back at us the way they have, especially in these fourth quarters, they will give away all the games we make. Yeah. But, I, you know, we're not going to be holding teams to 42 43%. That's not, that's not what this team is going to do, right? Right. I mean, that's something that you can Those do when you've passed. got yeah, 80 <laughs> possessions a game to worry about, right? But, um, yeah, with the uptick in pace, we will see a higher percentage, but you can't go from, you know, 42 to 50 Right. You would like to keep it under that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the other thing from the week that that I took away was um, Oladipo. I think is is mm. back to being Oladipo, right? I mean, I think you guys mentioned it a little bit last week, but um, he looks bouncy again, which is fun. I mean, he had a rough game in that New York game, of course, but he's been, you know, getting his stats and and exerting his will at times in a way that we hadn't seen since before the injury. Um, so that's really exciting to see. And with the way Brogdon is playing and Sabonis, I mean, those are like three all-star caliber players right there. Not to mention TJ Warren, who's out with an injury, right? And if he gets back at full throttle, I think we're going to be in good shape. All right, well, Pacers continue playing basketball this week. Uh Monday out on the road at New Orleans. Uh, so that'll be fun. Check out Zion at all. Um, Wednesday, back in the field house hosting the Rockets. And then a couple days off and host the Red Hunt Phoenix Suns uh, on Saturday. What do you guys think? That doesn't sound like an easy week to me. Nah, but it's. You know, the team's getting their their bearings right. Um, they're gonna they're gonna take it out on these these poor suckers. So they'll sweep this one. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's calling for the sweep. Like it. Silver lining of COVID. Uh, this trip to New Orleans is not going to be derailed by uh, mm. Bourbon Street too by, badly. By I fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we should be able to beat them, right? I'm saying we get that one. Um, we lose to the Rockets, um, and uh, but we we go ahead and uh, bounce back against the Suns. So I'm going I, two and one. I'm gonna say it's gonna be inexcusable to lose against the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> I think Harden's gonna go nuts and score 45 on us, and his teammates will leave him blowing in the wind. <laughs> I'll take three now. I like it. Bounce back week. 
Jason, what do you think? Feels two and one ish to me. I don't know where the wins and losses are going to come though. Okay. So I'm going to stay on the fence there. <laughs> Nobody's going I'm one and two though, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you, we go two and one every week, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that is good. All right. Yeah. We got a should be a fun week of basketball coming up. Um, yeah, we'll be back with you on Thursday. We're going to talk a little bit more in depth about the uh, the T.J. Warren uh, injury. We'll uh, get into that in some depth and how it's going to affect the team and a couple other um, fun discussions we got planned for you. But we'll be back with you then. Until then, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website theunbeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. You can send us an email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. And uh, if you want to join our Slack so you can uh, chat with us there, um, you can become a patron at uh, patreon.com slash undebeatables. That was, that was, I'm really, I really like that addition, Joey, and I want that to be a part of it, but it, it throws me off. I don't know when to go now. Oh, sure. Uh, you <laughs> can go now. for a once and always hall of fame coach bobby sicklittered turn out the lights the party's over and for our once and always gm slash president slash ceo slash consultant donnie walsh so many hats i'm gonna have to yeah I'm Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to figure out how to hone that one in yeah too many hats for us (laughs) <laughs> oh, you don't have a song for him? Well, no, I just need to figure out what, what to call him with with uh, brevity. Just he's a consultant. Just, it's just call him consultant. He's like, he's like the godfather. <laughs> okay, for, for our godfather. The godfather of, uh, of the Pacers. That's pretty much right. That's right. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about him more next week. Or, yeah, next yeah. show. Becky Hammond got her... First official, yeah. and to give her a shout out, official coaching stint. That's right. Did it get scooped by Duncan this time? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Duncan got scooped twice this week, huh? Mm. <laughs> so really um, a bad week in the Duncan house. Yeah, so they end up only being the fourteenth best player of all time, right there. Mm. So what happened? Uh, a pop got thrown out of a game and. Yep. Hammond was there to step in as the head coach. That's right. That's correct. Did she, she get a win? Reason. Or no? Mm, details. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm asking too many questions. No, that would probably go down as the first. Making history wasn't enough for you? She's got a win? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason he got tossed is they were a little down. Mm, okay. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm guessing the game wasn't going great. <laughs> Pop's getting tossed. Uh, well, shout out Becky Hammond. Uh, is, do you think the Spurs will eventually be her team, or is she going to have to go somewhere else to, to be a head coach? Probably, de- probably depends on Pop. You think he gets like the it- name as successor? Oh, of course he does. I mean, she's ready, and how long he wants to be there may affect how long she's willing to stick around. That's kind of, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just like, yeah. She's 
been there for a long time. She's been there since like 2007 or something in Texas. Oh, has it been that long? Yeah, but she got traded to the Stars. Is that the WNBA team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then stuck around. Yeah. It's the uh, it's it's not the Chaparrales. No, or the, no, or the no, or wing bat anything. Not the Chaparrales. Or the wing bat anything. It's not or the Arroyos. It's not or the, the Chaps. Correct. None of those things. Stars. Shout out, Becky. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out. 